I've always had a vivid imagination. It lent itself for an adventurous childhood. I spent much of my upbringing chasing unicorns and saving imprisoned princesses. When I say vivid, I mean I could hear the steady clinking of the knight's shining armor as they sprung along, kind of vivid. Though my courageous and creative self now may not jump off buildings, fly through the sky with a cape, or fight crime behind the mask, I do marvel at the idea of making a difference in a world that grows increasingly far from God. A world in which love has become a societal affair. A world in which florists and chocolatiers make a fortune once a year on behalf of those professing love. And in the same world, suicide rates have grown incrementally concerning over the past years. It makes me wonder how such opposing realities can cohabit in the same world. You see, my experience in the therapy room as a marriage and family therapist has taught me that we live in this world longing to be loved, fearing we're not. Through the therapeutic process, I've discovered that feeling unloved, though not exactly a clinical diagnostic criteria, it is, however, common descriptive language of those who suffer from depression and other mental health disorders. Conflictingly, my experience in ministry reveals that we're loved by a God who takes great measures to show it, making us feel wonderfully secure. For a long time, these two parts of me were at war, the mental health provider and the minister, each part feeling superior to the other, both mirroring the stigma of this world that suggests that these should work independently from each other, and in many occasions with unswaying opposition. Having these at war within me became tangibly challenging through my own process of depression. You see, the thing about depression is that it does not discriminate. Furthermore, it is unimpressed by credentials and belief systems. As a marriage and family therapist, I was trained to view things systemically and in relationship with the context in which they exist. Basic systems theory taught me that no one part of a system can be viewed as functioning independently from the other. I quickly realized there was something not systemic about choosing between seeking professional help and turning to faith. There was a part of me that understood these needed to work with each other. I also understood without these parts, I was not whole. Speaking entirely from my experience and with no empirical research to support it yet whatsoever, my emotional and mental health improved once I was not required to choose. When I no longer viewed these as single options, healing soon followed. I prayed, I worshiped, and I turned to God. I also spoke and processed and with a willing heart accepted support and feedback from those who were equipped to help me make sense of my process in the natural realm of things. My hope is to become a catalyst of conversations and research that aims to challenge the effectiveness of the patterns of society. Surely, my enthusiasm stems from the premise of hope. How does one really gear up for such thing? But in light of this passion, I recently established a faith-based nonprofit organization in the state of Connecticut named Love On. Through this vision, my goal is that Love On grows and becomes a means through which his love becomes tangible. Levon will provide education and resources that shed light on how to bridge the gap between mental health and faith. See, bridging this gap is not about prioritizing mental health over faith or vice versa. It's about the possibility and effectiveness of these coexisting in harmony. Mental health services and faith practices do not serve their purpose when they're in conflict with each other. Society speaks volumes of this, speaks volumes of the gap that exists between them. Sadly, over the years, Soon many lives have fallen and continue falling through it. My heart aches for those spiritual leaders, mental health professionals, and many others who struggle with mental health and are torn between seeking professional help or turning to their faith, opting many times to not choose either, losing the battle in that gap. You see, I carry a kingdom vision 
in a humble and sometimes very clumsy body. The vision belongs to him, and I, well, I'm just a creative soul with a sense of humor that has proven to keep me sane when life does not go as expected. My faith, however, informs my lifestyle. I have chosen to live my life as the greatest expression of worship so that it may serve as a platform for his will to be done. If my life and work speak of his love, then I surely lived. In retrospect, I never imagined this moment right now. Never did I think I'd be an advocate of love, not even in my wildest childhood adventures. But I always wanted to be a superhero though, and that's sort of the same thing, right?